Welcome everyone to this week's episode of Grapplecast. It's me, your host, Taryn. And today, guess what? I am joined by Joe, Dan and Jamie. Hello. What up, Boost? We got the band back together. We we I was week, here last we? week. Uh, I didn't get an introduction last week, though. You, were, just, yeah, oh, you weren't here at the start. That's why. You have to be on time. No excuses oh. that in France it was an hour in front or... I was an hour ahead, yes. I was an hour ahead. There you are, then. So I How knew are it. All? I saw the future. Yes. <laughs> we are well. We are, we are good. all good. Yes, wrestling. Good. Anybody been up to anything yes, nice wrestling. this week? Cardiff. Lots of Cardiff. I've seen lots of Cardiff. You work there. I know. You work there, too, but you don't go there. True. And I've been off this week anyway. I have a week's annual oh, nice leave. You so. is just nice for some, isn't it? How much wrestling have you watched since you've been off? <laughs> I no. watched the last five minutes of Wrestle Dream, <laughs> and I watched Raw. Oh. Does you that actually count? Watch Raw? You actually watched Raw. Raw. I, yeah. Well, I, I I watch more Raw than SmackDown because I don't really have time to watch SmackDown because I have to, you know. I am a father on a Saturday. I have fatherly duties. It's called well, CBBS, but I can watch Raw Addison in the background of wrestling. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that's true. <laughs> yes, thank God for Christy today. <laughs> yeah. So yes, yeah, so my my week has been has been all right. Yes, I've I've had some some days out, and I I can't complain. Oh. But you know, just a few more days left now. Three more days until back in on Monday. But. Oh. Yes. Yeah, so any anybody else done anything exciting other than working? No. Weekend. We're going for a curry. We're watching a band called Pipe Dream in McCann's on the weekend, and we've also then we're going to rush home to watch Life in the Fast Lane. We're going to be watching Fast Lane, brother. Lovely. And of course, on this episode, we will be breaking down the card and giving our predictions as we normally do. Quick okay. mention out there to what we spoke about last week. Myself and Jamie did go and see Saw X. It was quality it was, was fantastic was there dinosaurs though there was no dinosaurs no unfortunately no dinosaurs there was plenty of sores as far as the characters from the franchise so. i know it's not related but i need to know the viewers don't know what i'm on about but i've got to ask you anyway why were you so depressed when you had your picture in the cinema i, I said the same thing after he took his photo he sat down i was like are you excited to see this film? Don't tell your fucking face. You look like I'm in It's because he's lost loads of weight. He's like, I need to show off my distinct. Well, yeah, no, that's probably true. <laughs> yeah, look at it. It's also, if you look at a lot of my photos, contrary to the photo that I've just uploaded today where I am smiling, I don't tend to smile because I don't think I look very good when I smile on photos. So I prefer a more stern look uh, a very oh. attractive look you see that oh. very attractive face you know you, you don't get a face like this by chance believe I me i saw so. your snickers in the post cheese the fuck up <laughs> well they hadn't arrived yet that's why i ain't smiling <laughs> some will say he's got a face for podcast uh, yeah true yeah true so some would agree no doubt moving on there was some wrestling this week, some wrestling, um, and it came in the form of both NXT No Mercy and AEW's Wrestle Dream pay-per-view. So Dan and Joe, as our resident NXT um, experts, let's say, give us give us a breakdown. What what was good about the show? What wasn't? And what were the standout matches and moments? I thought it was um, a very good show. Like it was a very good, solid show. Um, 
Tiffany versus Becky now is like a brutal um, street fight. I think Becky Lynch had like a hole in her arm after the end of it. Um, Carmelo Hayes versus Eli Dragunov. That was bagger. We got a new NXT um, champion. Um, Eli Dragunov beat um, Carmelo Hayes. So that was really good. And then we had like a three-way tag team match with like the Creed brothers and um, the Tony D'Angelo and I can't remember the other match. It was four. Four teams oh, four. in that match, Joe. Four teams, yeah. And you forgot remember. out of the must have enjoyed it. There was Out of the Mud, and if you haven't seen Out of the Mud, they've got like a GTA-style entrance, and they come to the ring on little bicycles. Uh, they had Creed Brothers. They had Tony D and Stax, the family. They were in there too. Also, the tag match was good. They highlighted a lot of new people. Tiff Tiff, Tiffany Stratton versus Becky Lynch. That was hard-hitting. Uh, we had good old Tegan Knox in the front row. But yeah, really good. And good old Trick Williams, he ended up winning the North American Championship. And the crowd, they were like shouting for him. He was probably the most over person all night. But all in all, like they sold out an arena. They did really well. And i got to be fair, one of the best shows of the year. Maybe even better than Wrestle Dream. Well, maybe so. Well. The main event, Becky Lynch and Tiffany Stratton, that was an Extreme Rules match, am I right to say? Yeah, how, did, how did that go down as a women's Extreme Rules match? Cause they used tables. They didn't well, use ladders. I hope so. Uh, now they I'm used gone. chairs. Were there any kendo sticks? Yes. What yes, is there, there was. There was. And there was a table and Tiffany did the um, swanton bomb through it and she was the table. She bounced straight yeah, off Yeah, the table that didn't was... break properly. No, that was a bit of a bounce. I bounce. am the table. She yeah. was the table. Um, um, it was Be- the dough. Becky Lynch had this spot where she bought out like a bag and you thought it was the bag of thumbtacks, but it was actually a bag full of Barbies. And they did a spot where they did like... um. What do you call it? Like the Cactus Jack Double Arm DDT, but onto like a bag of Barbies. And they, ended up, throwing, like, loads, and they, they ended up throwing all the Barbies into the crowd. But what was this injury? I, I heard that she got injured, Becky Lynch, somehow. And then I saw a picture of it and it was disgusting. You could literally see a bit of muscle, but also like... Not that she's got fat on her, but like the fat in her... Was it on her arm or her leg? Yeah. But you can see the fat coming out of her arm. Yeah, she's um, out of action for a week, but she's going to be facing the Welsh fire cracker Tegan Knox next week. It's not going to stop her. She's facing Tegan Knox. And then when she's got through Tegan Knox, she's going to be facing Lyra Valkyria at um, Halloween Havoc night one. Foul Irish affair, she can get past the Welsh fire cracker. What did she catch her arm on then? Um, Barbies, I don't know. Barbies, right. stairs, um We don't know the actual... Booker T's witty responses. We're not sure. In other words, we don't know. It was, dare I say it, a shucky-ducky, quack-quack moment. Quack-quack. Right, let's have a look. As always, we're very professional on this show. That's why you've all been listening to it for nearly three years. And yeah. we have to Google what happened. We're a wrestling podcast that doesn't know what happened on a wrestling show. It says here um, the in the several pictures, blah, blah, blah. Oh, this is a good site. It doesn't say. Standard. Yeah, she What's needed that? 11 stitches to be... St- no, this is bleedingcool.com. Shout out to them for not saying. Um, they've taken <laughs> their, they have taken their information from reputable source, Fightful Select, which I have heard of. They said that it was it was sewn up, 11 stitches, 
allegedly won't be missing any screen time as a result of the nasty injury. Oh, right. Can I can I pass an apology to bleedingcool.com, <laughs> who, like I said, have taken the information from Fightful Select as come from there. It does state the wound appeared to occur in the middle of the match in a spot involving a trash can. Oh, Binde. Oh, trash can. Yeah, Binde. That's exactly. what took out Vickity Cricket. Oh. <laughs> well, there you go. The question is, what bin was it? Was it the rubbish bin or was it recycling week? They don't recycle in America, so I assume it's just a trash can, man. Oh, that's why we've got global warming, is it? Hashtag just stop oil. Well, you don't want to go into that. It's because of no, global really emissions don't. and some pe- countries being classed as general emissions who have the most um, emissions going out there more than the UK. Actually, fair enough. Then. But a decent, a decent show then, because of course it. This was technically WWE's first Peacock Network event type thing under the new ownership, under TKO. It was good. I enjoyed it. Um, Shawn Michaels was backstage giving everyone hugs, telling them they were doing a good job. I think yeah. we're in safe hands, and I think the future is bright. They did a good thing as well. And leading up to it, they did. Um, they made the NXT, like, the matches into, like, um, N64 characters like the No Mercy game, they made the superstars into like NX, into Nintendo 64 characters, and then they played the No Mercy theme over the top of it, which I thought was cool. Right, so you would very, very much recommend then, Dan and Joe, we all go back and watch it on the replay then. Yeah, yeah. solid show, couple ups, couple downs, but all in all, it's showcasing the new talent that's coming through. They'll be headlining WrestleMania in a few years' time. Solid show, and I'm very impressed. I'm very proud of them, to be honest, Darren. And this, of of course, is all under the alleged like booking of Shawn Michaels, so he's doing a fair job then. Yeah, and the road dog, he's down there as well. And I saw Oni Lorkin, he's an agent there now. Is he? Yeah, I thought he got fired, but yeah, he's there. He's an agent. I think they've got a few transitioned. He's transitioned into a new role. That's it. Serene Deep might be over there soon as well. You never know. Well, we'll see. Right. Well, there we go. That was NXT No Mercy. That Did that happen on Saturday, I want to say? Um, yeah, it was Saturday night, that was. It was and Saturday then night. Was on the there Sunday. we go. And we had Wrestle Dream on the Sunday. 14 matches at Wrestle Dream, although oh. it looks as if four of them were on the pre-show or the um, by zero, zero hour, whatever they want to call it. So, of course, Jamie, we've gone from our resident NXT expert. We'll now go to our AEW expert. I am just a host. I don't know anything to do with wrestling. Who, what even is an edge? Um, but, yeah, so 14 matches. The question is, did you watch the buy-in? or the zero hour, whatever you want to call it, or did you just go straight onto the main card? Um, no, I didn't watch uh, the buy-in. I think it's one of these arguments that I always say, like, I don't watch the buy-in unless I watch it live. And obviously, I didn't watch Wrestle Dream live because I now teach on a Monday, so unfortunately, I couldn't stay up and watch it live. Okay. Um, so, no, I just went straight into the, the main card. Give us your, Before you give us any highlights, just give us your overall thoughts. Was it... Uh, could you tell it was like a, if we could use the term secondary pay-per-view because it's cheaper, isn't it? Could you tell it was that type of thing? Um, and did you enjoy? Well, like I said, it was fourteen ninety-nine on Fight TV, which is obviously cheaper than what it is for a standard big AEW4 pay-per-view. It's just like the New Japan Pro Wrestling one where they do Forbidden Door. It's just like one of those pay-per-views. There's no like 
derogative term towards it or anything like that. It's still a very decent show. It was four hours long. And it's just basically like a forbidden door, forbidden door two, I'd say. You've got dream matches on there, which you want to have. And it's just great. Well, it's, if it's a sequel, it sounds as if it doesn't live up to the original. It was better. Was it better than Forbidden Door? I'd say it was better than Forbidden Door. It's the best you of dream. You said Forbidden Door all this year was the best event of the year, bar none out of anything that you'd seen. Did I actually Wrestled, say that? Yeah, I'm sure forbidden you did. Forbidden Door. Although you might Not have then forbidden said... Forbidden Door. Or you might have said All In was then better. So that will have taken over. But definitely at the time, and I'm sure Dan and Joe can back me up on this, he will have said Forbidden... Because wasn't Forbidden Door on or around the same time as a WWE pay-per-view and you were I don't know Forbidden Door I think what I said what I said if I remember correctly Forbidden Door was Omega and Osprey is one of the greatest matches ever I never yeah. said the whole pay-per-view well that, that's as Osprey good as saying and... the event is the best thing you've ever seen in I said the matches years. you can have a really good match and the pay-per-view be terrible uh, but Forbidden Door, from my, from from what I remember, was a very very decent show. Um, I think it's just because you've got. Um, I'm trying to think. Obviously, you had. Well, you had three matches of Osprey and Omega. You had Danielson and Okada, but you had Daniel Danielson and. Like Zack Sabre Jr., the match that we've wanted for years, the match that apparently was supposed to happen at All In. If we got that, that literally would have been the greatest pay-per-view of anything in the whole entire world. Like, you wouldn't have needed any other wrestling show ever if we had everything on there. So, so but, was Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr. match of the night? It, it's, it's difficult to say. I would say, in terms of a match standpoint, isn't wrestling... Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Like it's Meltzer's wet dream, isn't it? That's a, like a yeah. seven-star match. Like there is nothing else that you could want in a match. If you're Dave Meltzer, it's a perfect mat, mat technician match. You have two incredible superstars doing what they do best. So in terms of that, yes. However, isn't it great just to see? I mean, I I think I showed you because you hadn't watched it. Dan and Joe, have you watched it yet? Are you watching no. it because it's free on ITV tonight, Thursday? Yeah, this time I'll, I'll be watching it tonight. Oh, yeah. Do you know what? I do need to put it. I wonder if it's series linked to me. I'll tell you what time it's on. It should be seven or eight o'clock, hopefully, if it's four hours. It's on a butcher's hook. Oh, there's a big gap there. What's going on? ITV4. Well, um, actually, tonight it's um, New Zealand versus Uruguay on ITV4. And then it's Terrible. on afterwards. And it starts... At half past ten this evening, and it finishes. Oh, it's going to finish about three, isn't it? And it finishes at um, half two, three o'clock. Yeah, the next three. show is on at half past three. Yeah, I'm I was going to stay up and watch it. I'm four hours, up. and then you've got a bit of breaks in between. I set the um, record. But not put it on record, and you'll be watching it tomorrow, I'm sure. Oh. But like I said, I think one of the most horrible things I've seen in wrestling was from that main event in terms of the Christian and Darby Allen match. Have you seen the bump on the stairs? No, I've well, seen the, only from what you showed me. I've seen yeah. the spears, but I haven't seen much else. No, literally, like you wait until the bump. I'm not going to ruin it, but the bump on the steel stairs is arguably one of the worst things I've seen in wrestling. Like it is brutal. 
Um, but it's bloody beautiful because I love Christine Cage and I wish he was my father. Oh. And now someone can because he is now the father figure because we had it. We had what we all wanted. We had Nick Wayne take out Darby Allen, and he is now under the guidance of a true leader and a true father. Some say father of the year. When is that T-shirt coming out of Christine Cage and father of the year? Just asking. How long is it going to be before Nick Wayne gets a Batman gimmick? Gets a Batman gimmick? Yeah, Bruce Bruce Wayne is his uncle. Batman. If it was in WWE, it would have already happened. Yeah, 100%. Um, but unfortunately, with real wrestling, it doesn't. <laughs> oh, they'd never uh, do that in. They'd never do that in NXT. I agree. Well, uh, anything on the event that you felt was filler? Because I'm looking at the card now, and it's, it does. It doesn't scream to me as much as it did with All In, where they tried to just get everybody on the card. But again, there's a lot of multi-man matches in respect of this. Um, do you feel that? the card quality kind of not declines that's the wrong word to use but if you know i mean just uh, do, do the matches mean anything when they're just throwing everybody all into these multi-man matches or or, or or was it still decent i mean when you're talking about the um the multi-man match i assume you talk about the tag match for example that's just kind of thrown together just to get orange cassidy hook on i mean they are kind of tag teaming at the moment anyway but um lucha bros the guns orange hook Young Bucks. That was really. I mean, there was that match, and then there was the tag titles match, and then there was the the three the six man tag match. Um, I'd say only the tag match is kind of thrown together. Um, however, you need someone to challenge for the AEW World Tag Title, so why not put four teams up against them unless you do a little tournament? But they kind of do tournaments quite often, so you know you kind of like which way to do it. So it was a way to get on the card. If it's been why not get the young? Why not get the young books to book themselves to win the <laughs> match? Yeah? Well, although interesting, I'm sure. I think I read the other day. Speaking of people who have some form of creative control, Kenny Omega, I don't think has won a match on a pay per view for 400 days. I think I he hasn't day. won a singles match. Singles match. There we go. Uh, but obviously, it could be pay per view match as well because this was a a six man tag match as well. So it could be both. To be fair. Uh, he hasn't won. I think it has, he hasn't won a pay per view match in 400 days, but he hasn't won a singles match since he's broke up with Don Callis. Fair enough. Um, since Don Callis did the stabby stabby, but now we've got Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho, like as a tag team. So the Winnipeg fun times, yeah, Winnipeg, you idiots. That's what they're going to be called. Go back to Toronto. I thought Winnipeg, you idiot. Um, But no, um, another I want to give a shout out to because, I mean, it's the it's the second, I'd say. Uh, For me, anyway, second. But uh, it's probably the most over dance in wrestling. I know what what you're going to (laughs) say. And, you know, when he swerves, when he traps, and he swerves, when I drop, and I swerve, when I drop, and I swerve, when I drop. Prince Nana absolutely loved it. And the crowd, watch it for the crowd, because the crowd went sick for it. Everyone everyone in the crowd was doing it, and it was amazing. 
the most overdance obviously is Daniel Garcia, but you know it's fine because Daniel Garcia's dance is the greatest thing. What about wrestling. Tony Khan's? Tony Khan's did it better, surely. <sighs> Tony Khan's. One of your uh, one of your best wrestlers gets a concussion in the first match. I know, I'll go out on the stage and have a dance. He got a concussion and he was fine. I don't know, Undertaker got a concussion at WrestleMania, it's my mind, he went to the hospital with him, but John Moxie gets a concussion and he goes out there and starts doing his little dancey dance. I don't know, bad booking, Tim Pot Company. Well, somebody's been <laughs> reading anti-AEW Facebook posts. I've been listening to Jim Cornette. Because that's definitely been posted on Facebook, that. <laughs> no, no doubt. The uh, the event then, I think I alluded to it earlier, was uh, cheap, wasn't it? Because all the events usually... The 19.99 on Fight TV, yeah, but this one was 14.99. If you're you an AEW Plus. Would you have been happy to have paid the full 20 price? I mean... Yeah, I mean, if it was on a Saturday, it was 19.99. I would have paid it and I would have stayed up and watched it because you're looking at the matches. I think there was only one, I'd say, thrown together match. Um, you had everything going on with Chris Statland and Julie Hart. Julie Hart undefeated for so long. You had Swerve Strickland and Hangman Adam Page, who have had pretty good rivalry recently. Uh, Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr. is a dream match that everybody's wanted to see. You've got, obviously, the Don Callis family versus the Golden Elite. And then you've got Christine Cage and Darby Allen, which is, besides the MGF and Adam Cole storyline, is the biggest storyline in AEW at the moment. So, yeah, and obviously with the big turn and obviously the return. Well, shall well, we say the debut? The return, the debut. So, yes, that moves us nicely on to... That's what I do. Lovely. Nice segue. Thanks very much. Do you want a job? The yeah. um, the debut then. So, of course, it was the worst kept secret in professional wrestling for the last few weeks. But at the same time, to be fair, still, I would say a shock and a surprise, because until it happened, I don't think anybody could have been like oh, 100 percent guaranteed Edge Adam Copeland is definitely debuting in AEW, because I think there was still a chance of, you know, re-signing with WWE and type thing so you know still a surprise i think the question that i have is why would no, you he didn't swerve when he drove that no he didn't why would you spoil the surprise of the debut seconds before the debut and by that i mean we had the promo video, you know, the our feature presentation. It comes up. Somebody's walking towards a car. They get on a get in a car. And they drive down the highway to the arena. Why would you have rated R written in massive letters on the road as he drives over it? You are sec. Why can't you just in ten seconds time? His music's about to hit, and everyone's gonna go crazy anyway. Why, why, why have that written on the road? I don't, I don't understand. I don't get it. So somebody, please enlighten me. Two things. Me. Two things. Th- and this better, this better make sense. One, you think you know him, and they all oh, know well, who yeah. the rated R superstar well, is. True. You're getting a pop already but we're by having that video straight away. You're gonna, you're gonna get the pop no matter what. As soon as it went, you think you know him, and then. Metalingus by Alterbridge hits. 
you know everyone's going to go mental regardless. You're getting that first pop just to kind of build it up going, oh, my God, it's edge, it's edge, it's edge. Oh, my God, it's happening. And then you're going to build it up anyway when it goes, you think you know him? And then it's going to go boom, 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 boom. Who is it that said that, though? Who said you think it's you know him? It's Beth. It's his wife. Yeah. The glamour's on. Yeah, so, like, yeah. you're going to get that pop no matter what anyway. And most people might not have even seen it anyway because more people are going what's going on it's just because we are such an active viewer in terms of watching rest and that we actually look for those little small things did you notice the fireworks in the background as well i did like most people won't they'll just look at it and go oh oh that's cool and everyone knew he was coming anyway so i feel joe that i need backing up here somebody <laughs> agree with me that it why why would you do that what was it what was the need surely you're in agreement with me here joe and not jamie surely you think you know him um i i know what you're saying like it would have been just like just play the music and come out like why would you play the thing and then come out but i guess it's like to get the crowds the oh, crowd don't get me wrong I've, I've got no issue with the promo video that's fine, the build-up and him driving to it and the suspense, but don't tell me who's about to come out before he comes out when it's supposed to be a surprise. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, yeah. Um, I would have just done what you said. I would have just like played the music and just gone, ECM, like the rumours are true. Here he is. Here he is. You're just sorry, Joe. You just reminded me of... Um, Vicky Guerrero. Do we all remember that when it was, what was it, Vladimir Kozlov and Triple H in the world title match and everyone thought Jeff, well Jeff Oddy was supposed to be a part of it, wasn't she? And then Vicky Guerrero comes out and says as promised, this will be a triple threat match. He's here and everyone thought it was Jeff and then just music kits. He is. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Joe. It just uh, okay. Good memories, good memories. Sorry, carry on. Leave those memories alone. Yeah, it's um, it's really good though. But um, well, Adam Copeland, that's that's gonna take some getting used to. Is here. I'm just I'm assuming that WWE owns the trademark to Edge. That's why he's not called Edge. But yeah, yeah they don't they don't own the trademark to Ridge or Corner or Side. Or yeah, they also it's... don't own the rated R superstar trademark anymore because allegedly it, they didn't renew the trademark or forgot about it two years ago and have carried on using it. And they were like, right, we're snapping that up, we're having that. Yeah, um, it's like, yeah, fair enough. Like, everyone knows who he is anyway. Like, obviously, he's like one of the most famous wrestlers there is. Like, I don't think he needs his gimmick name. But yeah, it's going to take some games to go. It's Adam Copeland, everybody. Well, so, have you yeah. seen what trademark Adam Copeland himself has registered? He registered a few, didn't he? Like the 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 the, the edge, the metalingus, or the something alingus, and um, the renegade and things like that. He has. Really weird Viking he, names. He is also trademark, and I don't know whether this is good or not. I'll say this with rolling my eyes. He's also registered legend as in legend as in a ledge oh, like oh for christ yeah but um isn't edge and christian not trademarks since 2003 so technically he could get that as well possibly so i, I don't know that information not after I'll, what I'll happened check. on dynamite did you not see what christian said to it he to did okay. go f himself 
They're just going through a funny five minutes, Jamie. In the end, they're going to win the ten at the EW tag titles. Like I'm going to call it next six months. They're going to have those titles, or they might take it off MJF. Never know. They might get the Ring of Honor ones. No, they they need to have the main one. They they are going to tag one last time because, like I said, the last time, of course, officially it was like 2004, wasn't it? We technically can have Edge and Christian versus the Hardys. They're all in the same company. Yeah, and and you've got got the Dudleys that are just kind of chilling. They could just come in. They could have bring it back. Like when was it? The the first ever one was it 2001? When when was it? Like what year? TLC 99. 99. So think next year. Would be like a 25th anniversary. Bring them all in and do it. <laughs> I don't think Devon Dudley's going up a ladder, Sammy. <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> you could just put someone through a table. Or maybe they could get their sons in. Their sons are in a tag team. They could take them in for it. Well, who knows? We wait with bated breath, I'm sure. What, yes. do, we, what do we think there? Is this the right move for... Edge or Adam Copeland rather at this point of his career as in at the end of his career should he the question's out there should he have moved to AEW or should he have seen out the last 12 to 24 months or however long he's got left in the company that he's you know only really ever known in, in his entire career no I think there was a couple of other matches in WWE he could have had you know with Bomb Breakers and some of the guys that were coming up and but no, I think going to AEW, there's lots of people he already knows. There's some new talents like Darby's, um, you know, the Nick Wayne's all them that he can work with in the Bucks. You know, I think it's exciting. It's a good time to be a wrestling fan. I'm excited to see it. I think when we asked this question on the pod a few weeks ago, when there was movement of Edge and Jay Cargill, ultimately, it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. And it actually makes me want to watch a, you know, Dynamite. Usually you go, oh, looks a bit crap. But I've seen that happen now. And on Friday on ITV4 at nine o'clock, I, when I'm in the carpenters, I want to make sure to ask the bar staff, can you turn that on so I can watch it with a beer? And why not? However, we know that next week's episode of Dynamite is not on Wednesday. It is on, on Tuesday. Tuesday. And it's the first match of Adam Copeland in AEW. So what have the WWE done for NXT? Oh, this week on NXT, Cody Rhodes will be on. Oh, wait. John Cena will be out there throwing it all. They're throwing it all. Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman. Alaska. Yep. Don't tell me they don't see them as a threat when they're doing that. Of course they are. Now, what will be interesting is to see the ratings because, you know, it is still technically a development show, NXT. Yes, they are getting some major star talent on there. Um Dynamite is the flagship show for AEW, so the ratings will will be interesting and quite. I know which one I'll be watching first. We know as the resident NXT expert, <laughs> I'm sure you will be. Um, we'll see, we'll see. It's a great time to be a wrestling fan. If you're an AEW fan or a WWE fan, that's fine. If you don't want to be both, if you are both, fantastic. At the end of the day, wrestling wins. I'm just a wrestling fan. I try. I'm just a wrestling fan. Wrestling fan. So, so many wrestling, so little time. So little time. (laughs) That is Taryn's life. Well, yeah, the wrestling side or the real lyrics, because the lyrics of the song "So many asses, so little time" really isn't my life. Let's get that (laughs) right out there. Um, (laughs) Let's move on. (laughs) <laughs> this weekend, the premium live event 
from WWE themselves, it is fast lane. You better get in the fast lane, Dan, and strap yourself in because we've got one hell of a wild ride. Uh, oh. It's no longer lead up to WrestleMania. They decided to throw it in October. Why not? It's the fast lane to Christmas. Less discussion about Christmas. Survivor Series is coming up. It, it certainly is, um, and it's in Chicago. Ooh, we'll get on to that. Um, but let's look at Fastlane. So as it stands at the moment, there's only five matches announced. There's a possibility that on SmackDown we may get a sixth one. Um, I would probably expect there to be six, either because five, unless they're really going to drag one or two of the matches out, you know, the two-and-a-half, three-hour show with five matches. I, I'm sure they, I'm sure they can show as many a promotion from cricket wireless and all that type of thing that they normally do. They'll be progressive, progressive, exactly. And whatever Mike's hard lemonade, whatever percentage that they're knocking off T-shirts, tees, two for one tees or tonight only get 20% off tees on the, on the shop. So yeah, they'll, uh, they'll have plenty to throw at us, but of course we've got our prediction league. Let's have a quick look at it. Uh, we have a new leader after the last event. Uh, I was leading Jamie. it the week No, you weren't. Uh, Jamie, oh, 46 points. I'm on 44. Joe's on 42. Dan and to think I gave you all the first two pay-per-views because I couldn't be bothered. I know. You did as well. It's terrible, <laughs> terrible, terrible. I thought I'd give someone else a chance. And I just went for Sami Zayn at Elimination Chamber. Who would have thought? <laughs> There's all to play for. Let's go for it in no particular order. We have the tag team match for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships. The champions of the Judgment Day, Finn Balor and Damian Priest, defending against the, the newly formed team of Cody Rhodes and main event Jey Uso. I'm going to go to... Terrible. I'm going to go to Joe first. Terrible. <laughs> um. Yeah, obviously Cody Rhodes like the biggest face of all time. Like Jay Uso's just coming back of like just turning face, but they Jay Uso's doing the storyline on Raw and SmackDown of like, oh yeah, you can't trust him. You've just come from the Judgment Day. You just come from the Bloodline. Sorry, um, you can't you can't trust him. And he's like building up his trust. I think it's too early to give Jay anything at the minute. So for me, all day long, this is Judgment. This got Judgment Day went all over it. I think Jay's going to mess up and like accidentally super kick um, Cody in the face or something along those lines. He'll like, he'll end up screwing it up. That's what I think will happen. Oh. Come on then, Dan, you, you said no. We, what what we got? No, I think, I think the judgment day, I think it is a case. This match came a little bit left field and I kind of feel really bad for some of the amazing tag teams on the roster that have been building up some good tag wins. You've got the Viking Raiders, you've got the New Day, um, they've been doing really well. And then Alpha Academy, uh, pretty deadly are on the rise, coming back, Street Profits. There's so many tag teams that are smashing it and doing really well. And they've just thrown together Jey Uso and Cody Rhodes for no reason at all. I, I feel really bad for the other tag teams on the roster. And I really wish they would split the belts up. But with this match, I think it is leading towards Survivor Series and a potential war games. So with that being said, it makes sense for them to have all the gold and to... Put the keep the tag titles on the judgment. Yeah, I can't see it going to Cody and Jay. I think that's where you start to see the cracks and to see, oh, can we actually trust Jay? Is it Cody? Is he is he a bit too big for his boots? So yeah, I'm going with the Judgment Day on that one. Who've you got, Jamie? Yeah, Judgment Day. 
Um, makes no sense for Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso to win this match. So it, it's got to be the judgment day. You've got to keep that momentum going. We might even have the Jey Uso turn and join in the judgment day. Who knows? No, I agree. I don't, not with the, the turn. I think if, I, I don't think they're going to turn him at all because that makes no sense if they want to drag all of this to April, March, April next year for Mania and have Uso versus Uso. So I think he is going to stay face throughout. I, I disagree slightly with yourself, Dan, in respect of them throwing it together. I, I can see why they've done it. I agree with you in the sense that there are other teams out there that it would have been nice to see them face. Um, I think they've done it for two reasons. One, because it's a bit more of a credible challenge, perhaps having Cody Rhodes in the match, thinking, oh, there's a possibility that they're going to you know, drop the title. They're going to lose titles because Cody Rhodes is on the team. But, you know... Cody is allegedly storyline wise the one responsible for bringing Jay to the roster, so it kind of makes sense why they would pair themselves together in that sense. Um, regardless, the Judgment Day is going over. Absolutely, I, I I agree on this. It makes no sense for them to drop the titles yet. I mean, in a sense, it almost made no sense for Mysterio to drop the North American title, but then he's won it back already. So I, I can see why why they've done that create a bit of heat so yeah very much judgment day going over on this one retaining the titles um and we still need to see who is going over to smackdown in regards to the trade for jay coming over to raw and i think the main reason as to why they haven't announced it yet after about a month of jay being on the roster is they don't know they haven't got a clue what yeah that's what i mean they just forget about it oh no don't worry about that we we forget about it well they they did say on either raw or last smackdown or raw this week i can't remember which one it was um adam pierce was on there and he was like no yeah he was on the phone he was like no we still haven't decided who's going over to smackdown from raw yet but so they know they need to do it they just obviously haven't got a clue we need to do and then you know what to do with whoever it's going to be once they go over so yeah, long-term booking isn't really WWE, is it? But then we know that anyway. Um, yeah, ju- judgment day to uh, to retain. Cool. Right, the Latino World Order. We've got a six-man tag team here, uh, Dan. The Latino could World Order. Could turn into an eight-man tag team, Taryn. Uh, well, it, it could, it could. But we've got Rey Mysterio, Santos Escobar and Either Cruz del Toro or how am I pronouncing this one? Shaquin Wild or Wacking Wild? Oh, like Wacking Phoenix. There we go. Yeah. Wacking Phoenix himself or Cruz del Toro um, versus Bobby Lashley and the Street Profit. So as it stands, it's a six man with either Wacking or Cruz del Toro. Who have you got and why? So I think it can turn into an eight man, and I'll tell you why. So there's obviously four people in the LWO. Well, there's five with Selena Vega, but I don't think um, Jade Cargill's coming in at this time. I think they'll beat that a little bit. But um, I think somebody just lost their NXT t- title a couple of days ago. Oh. And I think he'd be an amazing fit in that stable. I think one Carmelo Hayes could be being called up and fitting, slotting straight in. He's been seen with them over the past few weeks and been asked. So he's dropped that belt now. You know, that send-off with Bron Breaker, could that be their farewell to show what they could do on prime time? I think Carmelo Hayes is going to be the fourth. Ultimately, you want my prediction. And if that's going to be happening, my prediction has to be Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. That team picking up the big dub. No problem at all. Joe, are you in agreement? 
Yeah, um, I don't know if you saw it on the last fact that they had Santos versus Rey Mysterio for the um, US title, and it was a really close match. And then Santos was going to um, shake Rey Mysterio's hand at the end, but it was kind of like begrudgingly. And then before he could do it, the Street Profits then jumped him, so he didn't actually shake Rey Mysterio's hand and give him respect at the end. So I think it seems damn that the Street Profits going to win and Carmelo Hayes is going to get called up. But I think they're, they're going to so dissension him with the LWO. I think Santos wants the belt of Rey Mysterio and he thinks he's the better luchador because <clears throat> a couple of weeks ago on Corey Games' podcast, um, he said he thinks he's the best luchador of all time. He said, oh, well, no, sorry, I, I misquoted. He said, Rey Mysterio is the greatest luchador of all time, but I'm the best luchador for now. So he basically wants to take the like the best luchador title off Rey Mysterio. And I think the way to do that is to turn in Santos almost like heel on Rey. Interesting. So Bobby and the Street Profits. Yeah, to go Bobby and Street Profits, yeah. Jamie. Yeah, I think looking at obviously uh, the card in the previous matches at the previous events and stuff like that as well. One thing WWE does, it's very predictable. Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. One thing that WWE Also, does. one thing is yeah. that is also predictable, Joe, and don't be so stupid, <laughs> is asking Taron if he watched SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good match, but yeah, the, end, the ending was like, oh, there's something there. Well... As Jamie says, boring WWE, predictable. And this is where I counteract both him and all of you, because this is what's going to happen. The LWO are going to be the victors in this match. They are going to win. And I'm going to tell you the reason why. Because neither the Joker himself, Joaquin Phoenix Wild, or Cruz del Toro will be the partner of Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar. This will finally be the return of Carlito. It will be a six-man. Carlito's going to return, and the LWO are going to go over. And that's going to lead nicely on to them being victorious, and eventually, a few weeks down the line, Carlito heel turns on Rey Mysterio and they start a feud. That's what's going to happen. LWO go over. Carlito is finally going to be the partner. It, uh, get me booking, I swear to Christ. That's Dan, awkward. Dan. <laughs> yeah. Please, can you say it? Don't be so stupid. I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. So surely, Moving okay, on. there's a surprise partner. <laughs> I think it's Carlito. Absolutely. Who is who is in the right? See if Joe. We're going to test if Town watch SmackDown. Who is in the crowd? A wrestler during the um, match between Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar. There was a, a masked superstar in the crowd. Who was it? Uh, Dragon Lee. Yes. Surely it would make more sense if there was going to be a surprise party. I didn't even watch SmackDown. I just guessed that because I know he was on Raw. Or he, was, he was on Raw. He's been he on Raw and SmackDown loads. That would be a great way of calling him up. Yeah. All right. I agree. more sense than Carlito. Fair enough. Carlito. Yes. Carlito. Right. That's women's uh, women's championship triple threat. Oh. Io Sky defending against Asuka and Charlotte Flair. 
never yeah. bet against Charlotte Flair. However, it's too early, in my view, for Rio to drop the title. And hasn't really done much with it, so she needs a victory in this sense. She won't pin Charlotte Flair. Astro will get the pin. I very much see a Charlotte Flair either with the figure eight or some form of finishing manoeuvre on Asuka. And then Eosky grabs Charlotte and throws her out of the ring and gets the pinfall on Asuka to retain. So for me, going first here, Eosky retains. Jamie, you're shaking your head in disbelief. Well, if you watch the product, Taryn, you know what's going on in storyline-wise. Did you not oh, see sorry. Charlotte Flair and Bailey on SmackDown? She kind of was basically saying, what's happened to you, Bailey? You used to be a foot. You are a four horsewoman. Now you're just EO Sky's little bitch kind of thing. It's building up to the Bailey EO Sky turn. But it's uh, too early. Char- it's too no, early. Charlotte, Charlotte's already in the, the storyline. I think EO Sky will pin Charlotte, something that Bailey doesn't really do that much. And then we're going to see some tension. Will we see the turn from Bailey after the match? Possibly. It might prolong a little bit longer, but I think t- this will be the time when she will pin Charlotte Flair, she will win, there'll be celebrations, and then Bailey's jealousy will just get too much for her, and she will. So, Charlotte Flair, new champion? No, EO Sky to retain. <laughs> oh, <crazy laughs> That's what I said. EO Sky will pin Charlotte Flair. Fair enough. And she'll get jealous and then turn on her. Who have you got, Joe? Yeah, same, same as you guys. Um, you just go to retain like same logic as you. Like she hasn't had it for very long. Like Charlotte's had it for, like fourteen times or whatever, however many times she has. She don't need another title run. Asuka's only just dropped it to, to put it back on it. Like the heart potato it again doesn't really make sense. As Jim said, the heart like the story is in between like damage control, like falling apart and. Bailey being jealous, like that's where the story's going. So it only makes sense really for you to retain. Are we in agreement here, Dan? I'm new. Oh, WWE Christ. Women's Champion, Asuka. Don't be stupid. Right, that is stupid. Asuka is going to NXT to face Roxy, uh, Roxanne Perez. Um, you know, what would be better than for Roxanne Perez to be facing the new Raw win- the new SmackDown Women's Champion? Um, they need to get the title off Io. I like Io as a champion. She's had some really good press with it. And we've got Kyrie Sane uh, eventually coming in over the next couple of weeks. And I think, like Jamie said, that's going to start the sort of cracks in damage control and seeing her go towards more of her origin story. But yeah, ask, uh, put the belt on her. I think it'd be brilliant. And then the fact that we'll have Roxanne Perez facing her. And that'll be like one of the best matches that we've seen on NXT in quite a while. Our new women's champion, Asuka. Fair enough. We'll lock it in. And yourself, Joe, who have we got? Um, for me, it's got to be EO Sky to retain. Um, I think damage control. Um, the story is that Bailey's jealous and Bailey's going to turn on Asuka um, on um, EO Sky and EO Sky to retain. Fair enough. Copying me. <laughs> <laughs> I will notice him. Right. I feel like this one we can very much gloss over. Fairly quickly in the same yeah. we have John yeah. C- the the team of John Cena and LA Knight versus the Bloodline, Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa. The question then, just to try and buffer it out a bit, then is 
if anybody dares go for the bloodline or regardless, are we actually going to see Roman Reigns for the first time in a while? No, not on the PLE. I think we might see him. I think he is booked for one of the Smackdowns. I think it's the Smackdown afterwards. But we basically had Jimmy Uso pretending like he is the new tribal chief. So it's weird. It could either go in one of a couple of ways. You don't bet against the bloodline because they're the bloodline. They got Paul Heyman. They got all the cards. But also, if Jimmy's pretending to be the tribal chief and they lose, well, he's the one ultimately that's going to be put in front of the walls. Um, it's weird to see which way it's going to go. We're, we're looking towards war games and Jimmy Uso potentially being on the opposite team. So could it be something where they lose and he joins the Judgment Day? Could it be something that he's now acknowledged back in, in the bloodline? So I don't think it is as easy as you think it's going to be. Um, if I'm going to throw my prediction out there, I'm going to go for um, the, the bloodline to win. I think ultimately you don't bet against them. They've got Paul Heyman in their corner and Ellie Knight is on the rise. If he's not having a title match at Survivor Series, he's one of the hot contenders to win the Royal Rumble. So I'm going to go with the bloodline because it won't hurt Cena and it won't hurt Ellie Knight for them to lose a match. But it will, it will help make the bloodline storyline actually feel a little bit more fresh than it has been over the last few months. Okay, interesting. How confident are you that's going to happen? Not very. I think it's really difficult. Um, it's quite open at the moment because we've got two championships again. It is quite fluid. Um, so I'm not very, very confident, but I've just got a kind of inkling that they're probably going to go away with the win because then Jimmy will go, well, I'm the tribal chief and I'm showing many ways. Where have you been? I've been leading them. You've not been here. I, I agree with you that they need to make the line starting to look like a you know, reckoning force, force again. It has very much dipped. I think part of that to blame isn't necessarily the fact that they've lost a few times now. It's more the fact that just Roman Reigns just isn't there and they need his star power. Because as soon as Reigns is back, even if they've lost, they suddenly look a million dollars again because Reigns is there, the tribal chief. Um, but I do agree they need something. At the same time, Cena hasn't won his like last Match, couple of matches as he when he has been back so I feel like he needs it and probably LNI as well so for, for that pure reason I'm going with Cena and LNI personally but I agree the bloodline do need something and maybe that something just needs to be that Reigns comes back and the star power's there Jamie I mean I don't want this to sway your decision Joe in any way but the only reason I say this Dan is John Cena and LNA are 1-50 to 50 on to win this match, according oh. to Skybet, which means Jimmy Uso and Solo are 10-1. to 1. So if you're confident, put a quid on. That's a tenner right there. Do it. <laughs> the question is, to one. How are you confident, Jamie? Are you the going... money where the mouth is? I mean, this is finally happening. It's the moment we've wanted for years and years and years. The heel turn is finally coming. No chance. <laughs> it's not, no. John Cena and LA Knight are winning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who have you got, Joe? LA Knight and John Cena to win, only because I know it's the bloodline, but it's not the bloodline we know, because obviously Jey Uso is now technically a face, but like Jey Uso is like trying to squirrel his way in. So Rusko oh. is just like the enforcer. He's just doing whatever Roman Reigns is built in. But I'm on the same kind of wavelength, but in the opposite way of Dan. Like, like Jimmy Uso is like trying to pretend to be like the tribal chief and he's like calling the shots like, we should have a match, we should do this, we should do that. And I think that's going to be the catalyst where they lose this match where Roman Reigns basically calls him out 
um, when he comes back to Spatter, they have like the tribal court where like you've called all the shots. You said we could have matches. You didn't. You did ask for permission for doing certain things, and then you lost the fast lane. You know this is an unacceptable night. And then Roman Reigns just like batters in basically. Okay. No, I think that's fair. It's in. The prediction is locked in. The main oh. event then. Seth freaking Rollins defending the World Heavyweight Championship against Shinsuke Nakamura in a last man standing match. I will go first on this one and I will say that I think I tease the fact that he might lose the title and Shinsuke might finally pick it up a couple of times but I've never really been fully confident. So I'm very much just going to go on the sense that they seem happy with him as the champion, selling a lot of merch as the champion. Probably no reason then to drop it. I'm, I'm wondering now whether they are just going to keep it on him until Mania and have a lengthy run with it. So unfortunately for Shinsuke, I, I don't think he's going to drop it. I have heard rumours that this might be the time that Damien Priest cashes in and maybe yeah. that might be on one of your predictions. But for me... Ooh, no, I'm just gonna. I, I don't. I don't know how they're gonna do it. I don't know if there's gonna be shenanigans. I don't know if it's just gonna be a clean. It's the last man standing um, match. Yeah, no, I mean like in, in respect of I don't know whether it'll just be a, a clean like ten count in respect like nobody gets involved or anything dodgy happens. It'll probably be twenty curb stomps and then maybe a curb stomp onto the stairs or the the or a chair or something and then you know he, he gets it from there. But yeah. I'll, I'll go with Seth to retain, and regardless of who wins or who doesn't, no, no cash in on the show. Dan. Yeah, with this one, I think Seth the chef is going to retain, but I, I do agree. I think that there is, I say last one, but I think this one, you know, such a last man standing match. They beat the living holy hell. They're struggling to get to their feet. It's a perfect time for someone like Damien Priest to, to cash in. So, um, yeah, I think Seth the chef wins. But I think that they, I know I've used my cashing card, but I do strongly believe there's going to be a cash in on this one. A successful one? Um, yeah, I don't see why not. Imagine the, you know, they've got JD McDonough and they've got Finn Balor sort of almost trying to sway away in the Judgment Day and there's rifts. Imagine if Damien Priest has that world title. Finn ultimately wants the title back that he, that he had to relinquish. So it makes sense. I'm, oh, who's actually the leader? Is it Rhea Ripley? Is it Damien Priest? Is it Finn Balor? Who's actually running that show? I think that's a good way the egos for breaking that up. Fair enough. Jamie, who have you got? I want Nakamura so much to win. He deserves a, a good tire run, but I think, like you've already said, Seth Rollins to retain. Um, yeah. Any cash-in? I know we're not using our cash-ins. We've all used them, but... We've all used them up, yeah. Um, I mean, it would be a good thing. Um, I know we already said the Judgment Day would win and they've got to keep all the gold and stuff like that as well. But could you imagine if they did, if they lose the titles, I know none of us predicted that they were going to lose the titles. But if they lost the titles, 100% the cashing in. But yeah, I agree. Yeah. Like if they lost the titles, you know he's cashing in and yeah. then it would be Balor that's without a title at a time. And that's yeah. when it can finally happen, the Finn Balor kind of getting out of the judgment day but um no i don't see it happening at this pay-per-view it's not a big enough pay-per-view we do have survivor series coming i think survivor series would be the big one and i think it will happen then i don't think it will happen at faster lane 
Okay, interestingly, just before I come to you, Joe, that they could very much do that sort of series. They could have Judgment Day versus a team that includes Seth Rollins, so he's already in the match. And then after the War Games match itself, there's no reason why he can't cash in Joe within the cage. That that'd be interesting. Something that hasn't been done before. But yeah, Joe, who who've you um who've you got then on this one? I've got Seth Rollins as well, but this one I was like really torn on because like I think I said it last pay-per-view prediction like this is the most invested I've been in Shinsuke Nakamura for a long long time like he's gone back to like the king of strong style and like he's doing like the whole like cutting promos in Japanese and he's like I find this Shinsuke Nakamura really interesting I'm really invested in like his story but like the kind of match they're having like last man standing it does it does reek of cashing and maybe they'll tease it so much because it's so obvious that they probably won't do cash in. So I don't know, maybe they will, maybe they won't, but yeah, that's exactly what WWE wants us to think. Well, you're like, oh, okay, Seth is so beaten down and battered by Shinsuke. Yeah, you know, he wins by hook or by crook, he knocks Shinsuke out, and then you hear Damien Priest music, but then he doesn't cash in, or maybe he does, yeah, there's it's one of the things it, it does stink of he could possibly do it, but he might not as well. So I don't know, which is a good thing, really. It is. As Jamie said, too predictable, that WWE. Too predictable. Dan, yeah. uh, Joe doesn't know. But you're going with Seth to retain in the actual Seth matches. Seth to retain, so. yeah. Maybe cash in, don't know. No problem at all. Right. They are locked. And with that, that brings us to the end of the show for our quiz, Dan. Yeah, man. Well, seeing as uh, Mr. Edge... Mr. Stuart, uh, Mr. Say Stuart Copeland, Mr. Adam Copeland, has jumped ship and gone to AEW. I thought we'd have 10 questions on the Edgester, Mr. Adam Copeland. There's uh, the first five, I'm giving you an op- three different options, keeping it nice and easy. But then the last five, um, you're going to have to take a guess or go for it. But hopefully it should be pretty straightforward. So if you guys are ready, we'll start with question number one. Go for it. Perfect. So number one, what year was Adam Copeland born? Was it 1970? 1973 or 1976. Number two. What city is Edge built from? Is it Calgary, Winnipeg or Toronto? Number three. What was Edge's character called in Vikings, the TV series? Was it Keto Flatnose, Molnir Hamilstone? Or Ivor Erickson. I'm hoping you all got that. Perfect. You're number four. What is Edge's middle name? Is it Daniel, Joseph, or James? Hope you all see what I did there. Number five. What year did Edge, Adam Copeland, make his wrestling debut? Is it 1992, 1995, or 1997? Okay, so this is where we get into the ones where I'm not giving you multiple choice. Number six, in 2010, Edge won an award for worst feud of the year, but who against? (laughs) Okay, number seven. How many times has Edge won the Intercontinental Championship? 
Have mm. you all got a number? Yep. Number eight. Edge won the 2001 King of the Ring. But who did he beat in the final? Oh. Number nine. Edge won the, oh, snap, wrestling moment of the year. But what did he do? Oh, God. Is there a year with that or not? Yep. 2010. 2010. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. Wrestling moment of the year. I'll give you a clue. It wasn't in the match or it's not a specific hold. He did something on on Raw or SmackDown that was, oh, snap. What did he do? And number 10 is the two-pointer. What years did Edge win the Royal Rumble? He won it twice. What years did he win it in? Okay. Right, have you all got something? Yes. Taran, has Jamie, you good? Yes, okay. I think we're all good. Awesome. Okay, you're number one. What year was Adam Copeland born? Joe? 1973. Taran? I said 73 as well. And Jamie? Yeah, I've got 1973. You all get a point. Lovely. Number two, what city is Edge built from? Calgary, Winnipeg, Toronto. Taryn? I'm from Toronto, you idiot. <laughs> Joe? Toronto. Jamie? Taryn literally took the answer I was going to put. I'm from Toronto, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, it's Toronto. Because um, he obviously came out in the Maple Leafs um, attire for his last mm. match in WWE. Number three, what is Edge's character called in Vikings? Keetle, Flatnose, Molnir, Hamilstone, or, or Ivor Erickson? We'll go with Jamie first. <laughs> Ivor Erickson. Joe. I buy Ivor Erickson as well. And Jamie and Taryn? Well, I didn't know you were going to give us multiple choice before, and I thought, what's a really Viking name? Ivor. So I was going to write Ivor, and then you read them all out, and I thought, Ivor Erickson sounds like it was probably the name of a wrestler. So I just went with whatever the second one was. So it's the second one was Molnir, Hamilstone. Yeah, so that one. So Isn't that I've, Thor's hammer? Yeah, so Molnir <laughs> was the name of Thor's hammer. Well, I don't know. I don't Iver, watch Marvel. Ivor Erickson is the name of... Ivor and Eric are the name of the Viking Raiders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's Keaton Flatstone. It was the first one. I knew or the Flatstone. third one ended up being... It was, yeah. <laughs> Fair I saw what it was. So I'm like, I need to make up two Viking names. And that's, yeah, I just went with it. Number four. What is Edge's middle name? Is it Daniel, Joseph or James? Joe? James. Taryn? Joseph. Jamie? Joseph. It's Joseph. Good Joe. It's your name. Did, well, there's my name in there. and uh, Jamie, I don't know if you're J- uh, an actual Jamie. I am Jamie, I'm not James, but I see what oh. you did then. It was a nice I, I, I thought I can't put Jamie because you know you can rule that out. So I'll go James. Number five, what year did Adam Copeland make his wrestling debut? 1990, 1995 and 1997. Taryn? 95. Jamie? I went for the same, 95. Joe? 92. It was 92. Number six, in 2010, Edge won an award for worst feud of the year, but who was it against? Jamie? Kane. Taryn? Vicky Guerrero. (laughs) And Joe? JBL. It's got to be Kane. It, it, It had to be. It had to be Kane. Um, you know, if you don't know an answer, you're pretty much going to be putting uh, Kane. It's got to be. 
or you're going to be yeah yeah or there might be a couple other people as well that you might put so number seven how many times has edge won the ic title jamie uh i put five joe five karen i put one um it's five (laughs) 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 okay eight edge won the 2001 king of the ring but who did he beat in the final karen Kurt Angle. Sure. Test. This is a test, yeah, but what do you think the answer is? <laughs> test. <laughs> okay, and Jamie? I also went for Kurt Angle. It not is test. Kurt Angle. Again, if you're ever not sure of an answer, pretty much go with okay. Kurt Angle and you're probably going to be there. Okay, yeah. Number nine, Edge won the O-Snap Wrestling Moment of the Year. But what did he do, Joe? Sex party with Lita. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. And uh, Taryn? Oh, he probably is that now. Now you said that, I didn't even think I'd said he kissed Vicky Guerrero. Oh, and Jamie? Um, it's called the live sex celebration. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. But that, that's what I went for because oh snap when he took those panties off. But no, um, no I, I had um, no idea. And I'm pretty sure it was way before 2018. Yeah, I think it was. Um, he destroyed the raw general manager computer. Oh, Christ. I'm glad I don't remember <laughs> Thank that. God. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, and your number 10. What years did Edge win the Royal Rumble? We will go to Joe first. 2020-21. So you won it back-to-back? Yeah. Okay. Um, Jamie? Uh, I went for 2021, but 2010 is my second one. Yes. I went for saying 2010, because I think he came out at number 29, and 21 when he came out first. Yeah, I think there's only one person who's won it back. Is it one or two? I think it's Shawn Stone... Michaels won it back to back. And Stone, Stone Cold won it back. Stone Cold, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so Edge didn't do that. It was 2021. So you're all right with that and you get a point. But it's also 2010. There we go. Who I got. Get to... I thought we put six. Oh. Eight. Oh. Five. There we go. Jamie, Jamie gets the point. point. That puts Adam. it on nine. Adam, rated our superstar Copeland, is all elite, and so am I. Adam Joseph Copeland. Right, the quiz leaderboard looks like this. Dan on 12, Jamie on 9, I'm on 4, Joe on 2. Joe, is it your turn next week? It is. He's not here next week, though. You're not? Okay. well, we probably won't have a quiz next week if it's just me and Jamie. Will you be returning the week after? Yes, we are going to Budapest next week. We are on tour, baby. Well, you can write, you can write it whilst you're in Budapest. <laughs> right. right, Dan, where can everybody find us on the socials? Yeah, you can find us on your Twitter, well, it's not Twitter, it's X now, Facebook, yeah. Instagram, and Threads. We are Grapplecast Show, but you can also find us wherever you get your podcasts, your Deezers, your Apple's Musics, your Spotify's. We are Grapplecast Show. Make sure you like, rate, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Lovely. Well, enjoy Fast Lane this weekend, everybody. Thank you to everyone for listening, downloading, streaming, and subscribing. We very much do appreciate it. We will be back next week, myself and Jamie, and then the return of the band the week after with Joe's quiz. But, Jamie, until then, if you would like to sign us off. Yeah, I mean, I guess without further ado, chin up, tits out, and watch. For the shoe! Terra, guys. Bring the bell!